Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers animated podcast. I'm Rob, and I'm going to make you jump, jump. I'm Jen, and no. <laughs> Snow. And I'm David, and you'll get caught up in the crisscross fire! That's right. This, tonight's episode is crisscross. Yay! And of course, we all remember that song from those two kids. Or were, were they called Crisscross? Was it? Yeah, Crisscross, but with K's, I think. Yes, and they wore their pants backwards. Yeah, they in honor were of the, the occasion, ones who did the the thing? Yeah, in honor of the occasion, I'm wearing my pants backwards. <laughs> um, well, that makes one of us. No, it's very uncomfortable. I don't know how they danced like this. Killing, it's killing me. <laughs> they were extra large pants and they were loose. And, they were loose. Uh, and it's easier when you're standing up than when you're sitting down because then you know when yeah. it's just when they're just straight, there's not as much like stuff that's not designed to bend that way. Well, now, now you tell me. And when you're small children and not everything is shifted to old places. Yeah, that's I don't think true. They were that uh, small. I mean, they were like well, they were like teenagers. teenagers. They looked yeah. young. Yeah, but I think they were still like fourteen or fifteen. Oh, yeah, that's like double my age, though. So, and then some. Aww. Anyway, so I did not a... know we had a seventy-year-old co-host. Oh right, sorry, half my age. <laughs> Listen, anyway. this, isn't, this isn't a math podcast. Oh, I thought you were just referring to like when they were a thing. Were you yes, born that, when they yes, were a thing? They were probably yes, I was. So there we go. Okay. That's, that's definitely what I was referring to. There you Jimmy go. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this first aired June 25th, 2011, uh, written by Joseph Kerr, who is still not secretly the Joker. But. Oh, I previously wrote Mech's intro episode, Convoy. Got a great big convoy. So we open up with, uh, it's a bug hunt, man. A bug hunt. <laughs> yep, we got mech. They're in their all military suits and they're looking around somewhere that's all covered. Hey, hey, she's been decorating. Cause it's all spider webby. Yeah, it look, looks like one of those Metal Gear Solid games. <laughs> okay, maybe I, I, I was just thinking, it's like, wait, we already did a Predator episode. Are we doing another one? Is this, this is the Predator, Predator 2? It's the Predator 2 episode. I mean, that does involve a shadowy pseudo-military organization. Uh, and yeah. I'm trying to think of Shockingly, Clancy Brown has not been in a Predator movie, even though he seems like a guy who would be in a Predator movie. Yeah, that oh, needs to be fixed. Yeah. Casting? Come on, do something about that. Anyway, so yeah, they're, they're looking through the woods here. Uh, Silas is wearing some goggles that make him look like a Mike Mignola character. Yes, very round. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they get, uh, grabbed by a giant spidery-looking creature. It's Arachnid! Yay! And she's all, hey, you know, I used to be a Decepticon, and, you know, you did sort of do gruesome things to a Decepticon, so, uh, you know, maybe I should murder you. But, also, I don't really care that much, because it's just breakdown. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's like, she also mentioned, like, it was chatter on the Decepticon radio waves, like... Is there a Viacon somewhere on the Nemesis with his own pirate radio station? I figure it's just like Viacon Twitter. I'm thinking more like the like the Viacon Morning Zoo crew. 
yes, apparently she's listening into the Viacon gossip. Coming up next after this break, we are going to uh, call up RC and ask her if she is a lesbian. <laughs> Wait, do- the answer the bunch of may air surprise horns. you. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, but uh, I, I got a question. I, are they getting permission from Soundwave, and is he doing all the sound effects? Oh man, he is the soundboard. <gasps> yes. Yes. It's just like a Megatron soundboard. <laughs> yes. Or maybe they borrow laser beacon. They do the audio with that. <laughs> I don't understand why they're borrowing laser beak every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, she's all, she'll, you know, so it's breakdown. I don't super care, but hey, uh, I've, while I was, uh, also monitoring Viacom radio chatter, I also saw this movie Strangers on a Train. <laughs> uh, oh, and she calls herself an ex-con. Yes, Waka Waka. That's cute. <laughs> so yeah, we're, uh, we're gonna pull oh, a, st- uh, so uh, what I'm saying is, I- out of my, before it passes out of my brain, I noticed, well, I noticed it every time, although I'm not really paying attention to the opening animation. At the very end, when Optimus and Megatron are going to punch each other, they perform a cross counter. I'm, is that a wrestling thing? It's a box, well, I don't know if it's actually a boxing thing. It's, it's referenced in anime a lot. It's where two people or robots are going to punch each other, and they actually punch each other in the face at the same time. <laughs> it's called a cross counter. Ah. Anyway, before I interrupted <laughs> with my inane thought. Yeah, so, yeah, this is Strangers on a Train. It's like, hey, uh, I hate um, Jack Darby, who is just this dude, and you want a Transformer. And I also hate RC, who is a Transformer. So what say you help me get this kid? We'll use him to lure in RC, and then I'll kill him, I'll kill her, and then I can give you what is left of her. Also, yeah, but there's a bit of her dialogue here that seems to imply that Transformers is a name that's been given to them by Mech or some other human group because she says something about giving you a so-called Transformer. Yes. Oh. oh. Like that's your word for us. I, did, I didn't notice that part. Yes. Apparently, they do not self-identify as Transformers. In this iteration. I I seem to recall that's a thing in the movies as well. Maybe. Yeah. In fact, I'm not even sure they ever they ever use the word Transformer in that movie, except when there's like a gag where Kevin Dunn's all, oh, I think we've got a blown Transformer. <laughs> in the first one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I kind of missed the part of that because I was wafted along by Gina Torres' voice and, and she referred to Jack as my Jack. Yes. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? He's mine. I'm going to eat him. Is that drawing I did actually true? Wait, what? (laughs) No. Well, it's true in Japan. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (sighs) 
Anyway, so speaking of people who would speaking like to know what's going on, uh, Jack gets <laughs> home. He's he's just walking RC there, so that uh, yes. a, he claims he doesn't want to get her revved up before bedtime. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, the innuendo was thick because we haven't had it in a while. <laughs> It was like a sheet cake. I could devour it. Oh, there's so much icing of <laughs> of perversion. Sheet cake. Oh, the sheet cake of perversion. Uh, but it's actually because he... What would you prefer? Like a fruitcake? Ew. Well, then it's gross and nobody likes it. No. I mean, my dad does. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's weird. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, Jack, um, home, mom, car door. He's trying not to wake up his mom, but indeed she has just been waiting for him because he has been, like, sleeping in class. He has, he still has that job at the KO Burger somehow. Oh, oh, I, I got so angry at Jack. Even though he hasn't shown up a few times, which I'm sorry where I work, that would get you fired after about the second time. Maybe it's just such a terrible job that they can't hire anybody else. It's well, just this I one mean, there's no one else who lives there. Yeah. Right, there's no one else in the town, like, any time, like, it's so rare that somebody shows up in town to stop over on a cross-country drive to buy something, but I'm mad at Jack because he, he shit on art history class. <laughs> Holy fuck! Art history is awesome and fun and and air conditioned. And okay, maybe it's a good place to take a nap because, well, in college it was a really nice room, but then soothing voice, art history professor. But damn it, art history is fun. It's actual history. It's the interesting bits of weirdness and the Medici's playing for crap and and weird artists doing crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, he says it's it's not it's not art history specifically. It's that it's both art and history, both of which are boring. Oh, Jack. Maybe you'd know how fun it was if you didn't sleep through the class. Ah, oh, Jack. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jazz. <laughs> no. Man, I still have Oh, he'd sleep bats. through Jazz class, too. <laughs> I think they call that La La Land. I, I, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, they call it jazz class. It's actually just Ryan Gosling explaining to you about jazz. <laughs> no. uh, anyway, so he gets grounded? Yeah, and uh, this is difficult kinda. because he can't use his motorcycle, who is a living person. Yeah, the motorcycle has to stay in the garage for two weeks. But RC's yes. like, fuck no, I'm not staying there. I got shit to do. Yeah, who, who am I? My mom, you heard my mom. Fuck, I got a job. His mom is concerned that he's fallen in with a bad crowd, and he's like, no, they're definitely the good crowd. I'm like, they're the lawful good crowd. <laughs> and yeah, no, sorry, Arcee, you now have to live in my garage like the Fonz. Yeah, and Arcee's like, no? Yeah. Oh, wait, is is it here, or is it, is it the next time when, when he's, like, explaining, um... What the fuck the bike is. Yeah, the next time he's trying to explain. Okay, it's an Like, he, he gives her the terrible truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because indeed, yeah, he's a... He's, next day, he's at K.O. Burger. Uh, his mom calls. She's going to make some organic tofu. Mm. Which, uh, yeah. Okay. Which, that, that's what tofu is. It's organic. I mean, I guess it's not necessarily. Not if you make it with, like, pesticides and such. But... Uh... No, but tofu itself is organic. Well, I mean, all food is organic, with the exception of, like, I don't know, Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, they're 50% or, like, 60% there, but, like, 
Tofu is Taco like Bell it, it doesn't have really a flavor. You, tofu absorbs what you put with it. Well, yeah, right, but, but organic, organic refers to the process of how it's grown. Right. Like uh, so that pesticides. would mean that the soy it's made from is only used with organic, you know, pesticides and fertilizers mm. and such. Mm-hmm. It's still going to take it's exactly as bland and absorbent. Well, it's not well, the yes. taste. It's, uh, you know, how, you know, you feel texture? better about yourself. Yes. I mean, the texture, it's, I'm sure, is just going to be tofu. It's more one of those, like, environmental things. It's honestly, it's more one of those things that white people do so they can not feel so yeah, bad about everything yeah, listen, they do, listen. Yeah, by paying more for food that is probably just as bad. I say as that person. Listen, give Marky Post a break here. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying. She's trying to parent. She will not allow you to try her in this night court of public opinion. So she's driving home I to mean, make food. Also, the what? concern being that some of those pesticides and such can still have residual, you know, amounts in your food and then contaminate things, and it's not good for you. Yeah. Well, it's in everything. It's food. Anyway, so she's driving home. Jack's pedaling home as fast as he can, which, to be honest, like, he has nothing to do with it in that part. And, and he's calling R.C. on the phone to tell her to get back home as soon as she can, but she's in the middle of a firefight with Bumblebee and Viacons in, in a crystal cave in Burma or something? No, I don't know. <laughs> pretty. No, it's not ruby. It's, anyway, it's very pretty glowy blue no, cave. No, they're like blue crystals. It's really neat uh, setting. It's, it's, they're it's in the Tron sap- or something. It's like crystal Tron. It's the sapphire crystal mines of Burma. Sure, that's. Uh, I'll allow that. Yeah, and I like that the dramatic music starts playing as he's calling her. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she actually ducks out of this fight early. And uh, unfortunately, she does not beat June there. But they, they do the whole, you know, she gets bridged in and she's all, oh, well, look behind you. Maybe you missed it the first time. <laughs> dun, dun. And so then there he finally is. says, okay, listen, my, my girlfriend is like... It's like a space robot. I've been hanging out with a bunch of space robots. Uh, also, she's a lady. Um, <laughs> and she's then, a nice lady space robot. Come on, RC, show us. And RC's just like, like silent nope. nope. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. And yeah... Uh, the, the curb your enthusiasm music starts playing and nothing happens. Oh, yeah, that, that, they could have made that scene funnier. Like he could have started wiggling her rearview mirrors, like trying to get her to transform. Yeah, but I don't know what part of her that whatever is, they are. That, that feels yeah. weird. At that point, you're getting into weekend at Bernie's territory. He grips her handles all the time and hugs her gas tank. <laughs> I mean, she's clearly okay with that. She's a motorcycle. Uh-uh. Anyway, and so. Surprisingly, June does not immediately expect, suspect that her son is on the dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kind of should. She's all, uh, so you've been hanging out with the science fiction club. He's like, uh, uh, sure. Anyway, if you're going to make like an insane story like this up, I clearly have nothing to say to you, so uh, I'm going back to work. Aww. Yeah, which is like, wait, she came home to make food and then immediately leaves again. Jack has no dinner, and why, like, she should have said, like, oh, I got a call, I have to go back to the hospital, but no, it's like, I'm just leaving to the, go to the hospital again. It's like, what? Why'd you even come home? What the fuck? Listen, Jack, you suck so bad, you're not even getting my organic toast. And how can you ground him when you're leaving? 
<sighs> she only had time to either make him dinner or chew him out, not both. <laughs> but she didn't even do that. She mostly just stood there and staring, glaring at him and said, fuck you, I'm going back to work. Uh, so, meanwhile, uh, Silas is f- is face-creeping Jack Darby. <laughs> so, I guess Silas is totally 100% okay with killing children, so that's nice. I mean, he's yeah. definitely like, a, well, it's a small price to pay. Oh, okay, that's fine. Because there's a lot of Lex Luthor in him. Yes, yes. Oh, a hell of a lot. But, like, th- this could be, I don't, I haven't seen all the episodes in the future in- involving Arachnid. This could be the most dangerous thing anyone has ever taught a Transformer. How did Arachnid use the internet and dating sites? <laughs> the internet and Twitch or Twitter or whatever the fuck it was on? It was just on some sort oh, of, man. like, Facebook Tumblr hybrid. Like, j- just imagine Arachnid catfishing. Yes, and then she Yeah, she is you. definitely gonna, like, yeah, get a bunch of guys on Tinder yeah. and then eat them. I was, I mean, I was thinking <laughs> yeah. that, you know, all she has to do is just post, like, used cars at really good prices on Craigslist, like normal murderers do. <laughs> uh, but no, she'd probably have a lot more fun catfishing. Yeah, she's got to string them along first, make them suffer a little. Yeah. I love her so much. No, especially, especially like this time, like, we didn't have phones that would take awesome pictures and, and- and Snapchat and shit. She just gives her phone number and talks to people online. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, wow. This, this, this chick. I mean, she sounds kind of crazy, but she also sounds like Gina Torres. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I'll meet her in the middle of nowhere with no one around. Sure. Deserted forest. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. This, uh, this big pit full of spider webs. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a literal thirst trap. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so he he find he pokes around his uh, his Facebook. Apparently, Miko is just posting stuff on his wall all the time, which definitely seems no, like a thing no. she'd do. <laughs> Probably very unsubtly refer to them fighting robots, <laughs> or just we, like p- phrases like punching metal or some confusing crap. Uh, like, what? Wait, uh, so, are wait, you moshing what? badly? What is going on? <laughs> Uh, are you are you like a secret battle bots club? <laughs> uh. Anyway, so uh, yeah, June's back at the hospital, and she just gets straight up uh, takened by uh, a bunch of mech guys. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so Jack gets home, and there's a package, and it's a, it's a phone, and it's it rings, and it's all hello, Jack. It's me, Clancy Brown. <laughs> <laughs> We know all about you. We know where your family is. We know who your real dad is. Okay, not literally, yes. but... Yeah, because he's all, yeah, we know things about you that you don't know. Like, <laughs> like what the frick happened to your dad? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my. And in fact, we we find out much later what happened to him, and he is shockingly not dead. <laughs> oh. All right. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, no, I thought this was a clear, like, dead dad scenario, but it is not. Uh, spoilers for like season three, I think. Nice. Oh, it's a deadbeat dad thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a deadbeat dad. Oh. That's know. fine though. I'm fine with that. Let June be June. Yes. Well, I mean, clearly she's, uh, she's gonna find love elsewhere. <laughs> Possibly in the form of a Ghostbuster. Yes. <laughs> or, or maybe that wacky Harry Anderson. Man, Greg Weissman. Oh. 
It's all his fault. He's got a ship. He just yeah. can't not ship. So he's all, uh, yeah, we're at, uh, we're at this uh, facility. You gotta, gotta come get us. And, uh, he's even gone to the trouble of jamming all the communications there. So when Arcee tries to contact the base, she just gets like the brain hurting. Ow. It looks quite Yeah. Painful. It really does. Hmm. So yeah, it turns out they're at a cement factory on the edge of town. With not, apparently abandoned in, um, uh, Gotham City or something. Yeah, it, it does look like, uh, what is it, uh, Axis Chemical? Yeah, one of those places. But he's Lex Luthor E, so it should be. Wait, what? Do they have abandoned warehouses in um, Metropolis too? No, Metropolis's economy is much better. I guess. Mm. Plus, I mean, I don't know. All I remember is bits of the cartoon. Yeah, I mean, Superman isn't really an abandoned warehouse kind of guy. Like, if you're hiding in an abandoned warehouse, you're probably going to lose to Superman. Yeah. Well, you're going to lose the Superman anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, but you've got a better chance you've got, like, your own office tower or, like, an underwater base. Yeah, warehou- abandoned warehouses yeah. are more of a Batman villain thing. Yeah, that's a Batman territory, like, Spider-Man tops. Yeah. Occasionally Spider-Man, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, again, that's just because that's a guy who's going to come in and fight you as opposed to a guy who's going to come in and, I don't know, f- fly around the Earth backwards so that you were never born. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, it's a, it is like a cement factory, and props to them. It looks very much like a cement factory that I'm kind of familiar with. Hmm. Oh, uh, th- oh. there's there's one on uh, alongside the train tracks on the train I take when I go to visit Toronto, and it looks very much like ah. this. So, and may, maybe that's me. And because although it's apparently not totally abandoned, because there's still a bunch of cement there. Yeah, and it's apparently fresh enough to use. Well, maybe they own it. Maybe it's a front. Yeah, maybe it's a front. I mean. They obviously are, they've got like unmarked helicopters. I'm sure they can afford fronts like that. Maybe that's where they get their money from. Or it's just the warehouse they're in is next to the cemetery. Maybe they've invested in stuff like that and properties like that. And that's where they get all their money from. Hmm. I'm overthinking it so hard. (laughs) Anyway, they, uh, they so yeah, they get there, uh, Silas is there, a bunch of mech guys are there, and uh, unfortunately Jack's mom is not there, but it is surprise arachnid. Dun dun. She w- yeah, surprise, she gets, she gets really close to Jack, like, like, ridiculous, like, close up so far that it, it's like a, you want to shout kiss at them, <laughs> which is kind of weird since she's like three or four times his size, but still. And also she spits acid. Yeah, as we find out. Yeah. So yeah, the, uh, so RC's out of the picture, um, and, uh, Arachnid has a, you know, there, there's a deal. So, uh, hey, you find your mom in the next seven minutes, uh, you get both get to leave. And, you know, live. Clock's ticking. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, they're just gonna vivisect RC. Sucks. Yeah, well, cause, cause the deal was like, Arachnid was gonna beat the shit out of Arcee and then leave the remains for Mech. But Silas isn't dumb enough to believe that. It's like, no, she's going to crisscross us. No, he says this crisscross is gonna turn into a double cross. Whatever. Much like, uh, Sick Mind, they have to get the, uh, episode name drop in there. <laughs> Title drop in there. Yes. Yeah, so, so they start sawing into 
RC in the air air acted. You know, but they're like sawing through the webbing, and that doesn't seem. They're like, like, and they have a limited time. Like, why isn't their first instinct cut her head off? We'll take. They're really okay. A transformers. They say go for the heart, and they don't have a heart. They're mechanical. What's wrong with you? Uh, Additionally, like I, Mech is definitely, and especially Silas. It's one of those groups that it's like they could be going about this in a much less sadistic way, but no, they have to do it the most sadistic way possible. It's like Silas in the last episode, you know, leaving, actively leaving Breakdown conscious for all of that. And in this, you know, the same sort of thing with, with Arceus, that they could go about this in a much more humane manner, but no. Or quicker, inhumane, they have a chainsaw and drills and everything, like, cut a foot off, we'll take something. I mean, I think part of it is that they don't necessarily need the head, because they're trying to build, like, Gundams and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't really need, like, the thinking part. Yeah, if they're just trying to make piloted mecha, then, yeah. They right. need more of the, like, I guess, yeah, and, like, I guess heart, in this case, could be, like, some kind of fuel pump that circulatory system sort of thing that would be important for powering like limbs of a robot. I don't know. Robotics. Uh, Yeah. The most, they just want the body, not the head. The most important development ever made towards piloted mecha technology was the Segway. (laughs) Because that has the gyroscopic (laughs) stuff that would actually make it able to walk. Yes. Anyway. So yeah, Jack is just not finding anything. And then finally, I guess Arachnid just kind of has to take pity on him and just point to where June is. She's on top of this big silo. She's webbed up. Uh, It looks like there should be a little note, you know, from your unfriendly neighborhood Arachnid. (laughs) Oh, and there's some really good shots like Arachnid, like against the moon, just glowing. Yes. Really nice, n- nice beauty shots. Yes, just like uh, the, the the spider legs are very good. That was such yeah. a good shot. He does just look like a big creepy spider. So good. So he finally gets up there, and he's all, "Hey, you know, it's midnight. I found her." And he's, no, 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 you had to save her by midnight. So <laughs> I'm uh, going to web your hand to this thing, and then you're just going to have to watch while I hideously murder your mother. <laughs> yes. Speaking of being. I mean, to be fair, Mech seems to be kind of needlessly sadistic, whereas she clearly personally needs to be this sadistic. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, she, I, I think she said, she gives Jack the choice of agonizing or excruciating as to how his mother's going to die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's drooling acid and, and spilling everywhere, which is kind of icky. And uh, it would be, uh, wait, I, is, she, is she ever in spider mode in this episode? She is not. Huh. And I forgot to mention that earlier, while this was sort of going on, Jack also kind of embarrassingly tried to plead with Silas, like, you know, human to human, <laughs> to, to help him. And he's like, sort of eh. going, like, begging at his feet. And Silas said, you know, gotta make some sacrifices. Silas you know, is what an are, asshole. Humans are assholes. Um, Can't trust them. Well, I mean, th- I mean that human in particular yes. is one. Oh, wait, Agent, we all like Agent Fowler. I guess. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, they, so anyway, it's just taken all this time for the mech guys to cut through this webbing, which is apparently like Spider-Man webbing strong. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's space alien robot webbing. It's going to be pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, hey, we're running Actually, out of time, so. Like, their, their entire scheme here just sort of falls apart because, like, they could very easily stuff Arcee onto a trailer. She's the smallest Autobot. They could carry her anywhere, but they're wasting time sawing through, like, the spider webs to get her heart. They might not have the equipment. They just get a part that's not in the spider Don't they say they can't transport her? Like, maybe they don't have enough to keep her sedated for that long. Yeah, they do say that they can't, Something. you know, they can't transport her. So, yeah, uh, maybe just they don't have a big enough truck, even a little truck. I mean, on the so other hand, we it's don't... probably fair to say that after their last experience with, with kidnapping breakdown, like, the Autobots came after him successfully. How do you think they're going to act with one of their own taken? You're just kind of asking to get yourselves killed by taking her in a rescuable form. Yeah, so, listen, we got time to take one part, so guys, Kali Ma Shakti Dick. (laughs) (laughs) And unfortunately, she has woken up, and they don't have her tied up or anything, so she just busts out of there. Sure. And she comes to the rescue of June, who is awake by now and is very distraught. (laughs) Like, she has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, the, the last thing she knows, she was being abducted by, like, what were clearly humans in masks, and now there's a giant spider robot trying to, like, vomit acid <laughs> on No, she doesn't... Arachnid doesn't turn into a spider in this episode, but she does make very good use of her spider legs in robot mode, which is excellent. Yes, yeah, I mean, she's... Well, she, yeah, she still has legs mm-hmm. crawling up, like, as if she was an iron Spider-Man crawling up the tower to the top of the cement thingy, my bob. Yes, and so there's a pretty cool fight between Arachnid and R.C. Um, Once again, more against the moonlight. <laughs> yes, and so it ends with Arachnid getting what looks like a very small amount of cement dumped on her. And it's apparently Acme quick-drying cement. Yeah, no, this is this is used to entrap the road. Right? Yes, it, it doesn't normally dry. Even quick-drying cement does not dry so fast that it will trap a giant robot who's currently moving covered in it. Well, it kind of didn't trap her. I mean, not for long. Maybe that's why they got it. Maybe, like, that was, like, half-dead cement and, like, it's not really an active cement factory. But no, I'm pretty sure that cement does dry that quickly. That's why there are all those celebrities just, like, embedded in the uh, cement outside that uh, Chinese theater in L.A. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty gruesome out there. Quick drying cement is a cartoon joke based on a real thing. It quick drying is relative in real life. Yeah, I mean maybe she's just running really hot and it like baked it onto herself. I guess that would be possible because it's a matter of you know evaporating the water. Yeah, she's running really hot because she's burning with for revenge. Yes. <laughs> also, possibly weird feelings towards this teenage boy. <laughs> weird, confusing feelings. What? Clearly weird feelings. What weird feelings is the thing? I mean, I think all of Arachnid's feelings are weird. Yeah. And inappropriate. (laughs) Whether murder or otherwise. 
Anyway, so even though she gets out of this pretty quickly, uh, Agent Fowler shows up. <gasps> Surprise. Yep, and he's got a bunch of helicopters. The cavalry. Yep. And Silas is all, hey. Basic, um, bell helicopters, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Silas is all, how, how did this happen? Huey's. And then we get the flashback. Jack, uh, much like Scott Lang, has practiced the art of sleight of hand. Oh. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he took Silas's radio. Womp womp. Yep. So, so they, they, they're firing, you know, mech is like, oh geez, we gotta get out of here. And unfortunately, once again, uh, Agent Fowler has provided the source material for a Decepticon to get a vehicle mode. Kinda, sorta, like... Yeah, because these are like... Arachnid like, eye scans. Yeah, these like, are like Huey helicopters. Like Huey. Yeah. Big, basic, fat army troop transports. But she transforms into like a stealth helicopter. It's like not... There wasn't like one different one that she scans. She makes up an alt mode because she sees a helicopter. Yeah, it looks like a... Uh, Which is... I mean, it looks like an actual helicopter, the uh, the the Comanche, mm-hmm. which uh, I believe partners with the Shades. <laughs> no, oh, no. it's too soon. Uh, but no, uh, it was an, which was actually a helicopter that was canceled by the like they they developed and they built a couple of them, but not yeah, before cause... it was uh, in that um, in that Eric Bana Hulk movie. <laughs> Maybe by oh, scanning yeah. that helicopter, she was able to uh, extrapolate from it uh, the DNA of all related helicopters. DNA of helicopters. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, by by looking by scanning this Korea era helicopter, I've also gone into the Congressional Budget Office and I found all the stuff that they canceled for being too expensive. Yes, it's like <laughs> quantum level stuff, man. It's crazy. So Space anyway, robots. she transforms into a helicopter, and, yeah, and Silas is all, oh, so that's how they do it. <gasps> now he knows. I don't know that that ever actually comes Ooh. to anything. Mm. I mean, I do know that they do make Transformers that transform, but I can't remember if it involves the scanning at all, because they're just copying existing robots. Mm. Anyway, so she escapes, uh, Mech escapes... And so, you know, we, we get the shot, uh, you know, sort of end of the action movie shot where uh, the lady is wrapped in like a blanket. <laughs> and Fowler introduces himself and he's all, hey, uh, you know, uh, Jack is uh, part of this uh, special government intern program. And June doesn't say anything, but her expression just says, ah, uh, yeah, dude, I saw like two robots fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> Though now I, I imagine considering the two robots involved, she's probably made some incorrect assumptions about the nature of... <laughs> Of these robots. <laughs> yes. So they're all just women who hate each yeah, other. Yeah, he's uh, he he's gotten mixed up in the uh, the sexy lady robot uh, space <laughs> fight space battle. Uh, it's it's like it's like the crystal gems, but sexy robots. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she's she's not buying it, and. You know, he, he introduced, you know, uh, there is a pretty amusing bit where he's all, you know, you know, he can explain everything and then realizes that he already did explain everything earlier in the episode. She just didn't believe yeah. it. 
So, yeah. yeah. So now he he gets to reintroduce his robot girlfriend to his mom, and this time she's actually in robot mode as opposed to when he first showed off the bike at the beginning of the series. And uh, yeah, he's all, "Hey, you remember that ride I promised you uh, back in I think the pilot?" So yeah, they uh, they go for a drive. Uh, of course, both wearing helmets. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we get the, the big, uh, Brian Tyler opening theme as they go to the Autobot base and, uh, she just meets everybody. Very good use of, of the theme music. And yeah, it's, it is very nicely directed how it's like from her view and she's looking way up at, okay, Ratchet's butt, but then he turns around and <laughs> he's not even going to bother to turn around. <laughs> like, oh, I got, do I have to learn this one's name too? <laughs> I gotta have to clean up after this one too. So, but yeah, it's very good use of the theme music. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I just want to say, as someone who has been uh, in, involved in communities around motorcycle riding, it's very important that you always wear your helmet. Oh, sure. Proper safety equipment is vital. And I, I deeply appreciate uh, Transformers Prime for having its characters ride motorcycles with at least helmets, if not like full equipment. <laughs> the end. That's my PSA. About motorcycle safety. <laughs> Look, I lived in a state where there was a helmet law, and then I moved to another state where there weren't helmet laws, and I would see people like on the on the interstate going like seventy with no helmets, and I'm like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> that is terrifying. Yes, that's a bad idea. So anyway, I appreciate that in this small way, they're sort of. You know, getting that out there for impressionable kids. You know, all the small children watching this show about about vivisection. Uh, that that motorcycle safety is important. Be cool like Marky Post, kids. Wear your helmet. Yes. Super cool. <laughs> Ask your parents about Night Court. <laughs> Ask your grandparents about <laughs> Night Court. Oh, jeez. Anyway, so yeah, that is uh, Crisscross. I uh, I really like this one. Yeah, uh, it was really good. Yeah. It was very well directed. Uh, it had featured some of my favorite characters, a bunch of my favorite characters. So, a plus there. Uh, yeah, I liked this one. And I like that we're not keeping up the whole, we're keep, we're unrealistically keeping this away from, uh, you know, keeping this from Jack's mom, even though she's clearly like an intelligent person. Yes, who is trying to be involved in her son's life. And yeah, that's, that's the sort of like status quo change that was usually did not happen in shows that were a lot more episodic. Uh, but in this case. Or yeah. anything like. But in this case, they're more open to changes in status quo like that. It's getting away from the Spider-Man Aunt May bullshit that's never really yes. been believable. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of believable with her because she's a zillion years old and constantly on the brink of death. <laughs> Not anymore. No, now she's hot. Now she's barely older than me. Well, yeah, and and she finds out at the end of that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh Thank goodness. So yeah, they, they couldn't even keep it up for a whole movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty unrealistic. And, uh, and it's nice that they actually come back to this, like his mom just dropping in every now and then. 
Ooh. I mean, I guess they, they do keep it away from everybody else's parents, but we already know that, like, Raph's parents have, like, a zillion kids. Yeah. They're not going to miss one. And Miko's parents are, quite frankly, I'm sure overjoyed to have her out of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're in fucking Japan, her her host parents. Well, I mean, her, like, fu- her like host parents are like, oh, my God. Just... Yeah, they, they don't really pay attention to her. Yeah, she's... Well, no, I'm sure they pay attention to her, because uh, you know, otherwise she's destroying yeah, everything. Yeah, I was gonna say, Get otherwise she's... Hellion out of, the, out of my house. Breaking all their stuff, and just... <laughs> yeah. Destroying the uh... foundation with their guitar... bass guitar reverb. <laughs> uh... Serious vibrations. And yeah, so yeah, I this is a couple of solid episodes. I think I like this one better than Operation Breakdown. Oh, yeah. Well, it's but got Gina Torres, yes. It does have Gina Torres. As opposed to a bald one. I like them both, but I'll say this one is a little better. Because it's got the ladies. Yeah, so, of course, uh, we will be back next week. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Tumblr, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, uh, where David and I also do a more current events podcast called Icon Underground Radio. Uh, we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other fees. That is at patreon.com slash underground. And this month, for a slim monthly donation of $1, you can listen to not only our past Patreon special episodes, but a brand new one uh, in which we yammer about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. <laughs> it's a ghostly good time. Oh, it's uh, it's it's spookily good. Yes. So, please join us next time when we succumb to an erotic obsession with Michael Douglas in Metal Attraction. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> uh, is this another is this another arachnid episode? It is not. Ah. Uh, it sure? is not you... that kind of attraction. I have a disappoint. Oh, wait, actually no, arachnid is in that episode. Yes. Well, there you go. Is she like so. crossing I... her legs like no, awesome. you're thinking of basic instinct. Oh, yes, I am. Oh. Yes, I am. Fatal Attraction is the one with Glenn Close. I see. But it's easily confusing because it is one of three movies from a fairly short period of time of women becoming insanely, erotically obsessed with Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would say that I don't get it, but clearly it has some real-life basis because he is married to Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> That's fair. Mm. So until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. Jen. Okay.